Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Last time in Dante's Inferno, Canto 22, we watched as the Malbranche devils were fooled and a couple of them ended up falling into the boiling pitch and chasing the Barator. So now Dante and Virgil are in a little bit of a tight spot as they realize that the devils are probably going to be pretty angry and chase after them. So let's see what happens in Dante's Inferno, Canto 23. Silent, soul, unaccompanied, we went on, the one before and the other after, as friars minor go their way. My thought for the present brawl had turned to that fable of Aesop when he speaks of the frog and the mouse, for there's no more parity between Mo and Isa than the one thing with the other if one well couples the beginning and the end with a fixed mind. And as the one thought discovers the other, so was born from that another still, that doubled the fear I'd first felt. I thought thus, it's for us they were mocked with pain and with foolery, so that I'm certain they're beyond annoyed. If the ire is heaped onto their ill will, they will come upon us more cruelly than the dog that chafes the rabbit. Now I sensed all my skin rigid with the fear, and my attention stayed behind, when I said, Master, can you not conceal yourself and me immediately? I'm petrified of the Malbranche. We have them now behind us. I so imagine them that now I sense them. And he, if I were of plumbed glass, I could not throw back your outward image more swiftly than I draw out that within. For a moment your thoughts came among mine, with similar act and like aspect, so that of both I've made one sole counsel. If that bank that lies to the right is such that we can descend into the next bulge, we'll fly the imagined hunt. He'd not completed rendering this counsel, but that I saw them come with wings stretched, not far off, to apprehend our flight. My leader snatched me suddenly, as the mother who's awakened at the rumor and sees near herself the burning flames, who takes her son and flies and doesn't stay, having more care for him than for herself, so long as to put on even a chemise. And down from the collar of the hard bank he went supine to the pendant rock that holds up a wall of the other bridge. Never has water coursed as swiftly to shower the turning wheel of the mill when it approaches nearer the paddles than did my master for that first slope, transporting me upon his chest as his son, not as his companion. As with pain his feet were joined to the bed of that deep below, they raged on the edge over us, but it was nothing suspect. For the high providence that willed them to be ministers of the fifth ditch takes away all power to depart. Down there we found a painted people who went about with slow steps, weeping and worn and conquered in semblance. They had cloaks with low hoods before the eyes, made of the cut used for the monks in Cluny. They're golden without such that they dazzle, but within they're all lead and so grave that Frederick sets them as of straw. Oh, what a wearying mantle in eternity! We turned again only to the left hand, together with them, intent on their sad complaint. 
but for the weight that tired people went so slowly that we had new company at every move of the hip, at which I to my master, so that you find one whose act or name you recognize, move your eyes about among them while we walk. And one that understood the Tuscan word cried to us from behind, Hold back your feet, you who course through the hazy air. Perhaps I have in me that which you asked, at which the leader turned and said, Wait, and then proceed according to his pace. I stood back, and I saw two who showed great freight of soul, with looks as if to be with me. But they were late for the cargo and the straightened way. When they were near, they seemed to marvel at me with a sinister eye, and without saying a word. Then they turned to each other, and they said to themselves, He appears alive by the action of his throat, and if they are dead, by what privilege do they go uncovered by the gravid stole? Then they said to me, O Tuscan, who have come to the college of the sad hypocrites, tell us who you are if it's not unwelcome. And I to them, I was born and grew above the beautiful fume of Arno in a great house, and I am with the body I have always had. But you, who are you, in whom I see so much distilled misery down along the cheeks? And what is the pain in which you so sparkle? And the one responded to me, The gilded cloaks are of lead so gross that the weight makes us squeak like balances. We were joyful friars, and Bolognese. I was named Catalano, and this one Loderigo, and your city pressed us together where a single man is usually taken to preserve her peace, and we were such as still appears around Gardingo. I began, O oh, brothers, you're evil, but I said no more, for one rushed to my eye, crucified on the ground with three nails. When he saw me, he twisted all over, breathing into his beard with sighs. And Fra Catalano, to whom it occurred, said to me, That fixed one you marvel at counseled the Pharisees of the convenience of putting one man to martyrdom for the people. He is drawn out nude on the way, as you see, and it falls to him that he feel how heavy is each who passes. And in such a way is his father-in-law deprived in this pit, and the others of the council that was evil seed for the Jews. Now I saw Virgil marvel over him distended on a cross so vilely in the eternal exile. Then he directed his voice to the friar. Should it not displease you, if you are allowed, tell us if on the right hand lies a mouth where we might both go out, without constraint of the black angels who come to part us from this depth. To which he responded, Closer than you hope is a stone that moves from the grand circle, and crosses all the fierce valleys, save that in this it's broken and doesn't connect. You may mount upon the ruin that lies on the side up from the depth. The leader stayed a bit with head inclined. Then he said, He ill accounted for our need who takes the sinners with his claw. And the brother, Often in Bologna were the devil's several vices spoken, among which I heard that he's a liar, and the father of all lies. Hearing this, my leader went with great steps, seeming disturbed a bit by ire, at which I departed the burdened ones after the prince of his dear feet. 
Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next week for Dante's Inferno, Canto 24.